Super Talk Mississippi media production. Did you know Toyota Brookhaven has sold more new vehicles the last two years than any other dealership in southwest Mississippi? Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes, baby. In a Mississippi Minute. That's right. Hey folks, welcome to In a Mississippi Minute. I am Steve Azar, and I'm going to remind you, like I always do, there are certainly many incredible things to do. Right here, right here on these hella grounds we call Mississippi. Check out the Writer's Trail this weekend. Incredible. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out what I'm talking about. All right, love to certainly visit this restaurant in Indianola, Mississippi when we're around for sure. And partake in one of our Delta's true treasures and chefs at his establishment, Nola. A catfish farmer's son who knew at a very young age he loved to cook. I recall I was at a very young age. Same time, 11, 12 years old, when I knew music was going to be it. I love celebrating our regional heroes in the arts, especially the culinary arts. He's a hard-working family man and man of faith, and I dig that. When you're that kind of guy, it leads you to the water of success every time. So pardon the pun, but let's dig in right now. My pal, Chef Chris Grant. What's up, Chef? Hey, how are you? Well, I did call you a few minutes early, and I know you were hard at it. I'd love to give my listeners... Uh, a little taste of why I'm so worked up and why my stomach uh, is growling. Uh, well, well, I was in the middle of making gumbo, and I was making uh, crawfish bisque. Um, mm. My wife went out to eat last night without me with, with her friends, and she came back, and she was, uh, wherever she went and ate, she was a little disappointed in the in the bisque, and I said, well, I'm, I'm going I'm to make up for that today. So I, I got in the kitchen early, and I'm going to make her a good crawfish bisque and making the gumbo for the restaurant because we, we always try to keep gumbo on hand and become a staple here at the restaurant to have, have gumbo on hand, so... Hey, so so let me ask you about making gumbo because we do it at the house, and sometimes you know you get the, the roux has to get to that consistency and color, and and sometimes it doesn't happen. So do you go through stages where oh that roux's a little better than and you know it's going to be a little better tonight? And uh, one more question: Is it better to sit a day, put in the refrigerator maybe overnight, reheat it, and get ready to chow down? Oh, absolutely. So I started cheating a few years ago on my roux. I grew up watching my mama make gumbo, sitting there stirring the roux on the stovetop. And for 20 years, I made that stovetop roux. And uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine said, well, have you ever tried it in the oven? I was like, no, I don't know about that. So one day I came in and I threw a roux in the oven just to try it out. 
And an hour later, it came out so perfect. I've never seen a roux come out so perfect that I haven't made a, a stovetop roux in probably about four or five years. Have mercy. And the consistency is amazing. The color comes out perfect every time. I have yet to have a bad roux cooking in the oven. What's the process there? Do you have to stir it? You have to take it out of the oven, put it back in? I mean, what's the deal there? That's uh, something I've never done. No, you can let it. I, I have walked off and forgot about it, let it sit there for an hour, nothing happened. But normally I, I stir it about every 15, 20 minutes or so. It takes about an hour in the oven, about 425. But uh, I didn't change anything other than I started putting it in the oven, and uh, it started coming out amazing. I, I'm one of those cold-weather gumbo guys. I, I'm not one of these guys that can eat gumbo in July. So last weekend I said, oh, i got to have me some gumbo. So <laughs> absolutely, you really got to make it a day or two ahead of time. And I made mine on on friday for sunday last week and it just yeah it, it just man it just comes it just tastes so good so so much better. we're talking to chef chris grant nola indianola nola and indianola I have an album called indianola i love everything about indianola made a down at the liquor store record one i really loved making when i came back and wrote it down at club ebony in indianola uh it's funny chris when i made my indianola record all of a sudden when i was on the road <laughs> heavily back in the day when I was playing 150 shows a year. People started to introduce me on stage from Indianola. <laughs> so all of a sudden, really? all my bio, everything was out the window because my follow-up album to Waiting on Joe was Indianola. People just decided that I was from there. Do radio interviews from Indianola, Mississippi, and da-da-da, and all that. And then they'd start doing this thing where, you know, there's a lot of other Indianolas in the country. I said, there's only one that that counts. I didn't want to tell them that to date a girl in Indianola, you had to fight your way into the city limit line. I mean, that was the deal when I was a kid, when I was growing up. A lot of memories. All right, let's get off of that, and let's talk chili or chowder or gumbo like you're making. Uh, something that requires a pot and maybe some nice cold weather like you mentioned, late into an SEC football schedule. What is it about like a great band uh, needing to spend a little extra time together? They get a little tighter and they sound a little better the next day. It's it's amazing to me what happens in, with if you give something like that, a dish that's already been cooked and prepared and has that little bit of extra time just to get to know each other. Am I making sense or have I lost my mind? Oh, absolutely. You let that you let it you let it sit and you just let all that flavor just melt together and, and just create a whole new level inside that pot and then you turn it back on the next day and you put it back on the stove and and those those flavors just start to pop. But it, it all boils down to what you start with. You got to have good fresh ingredients. When I do my gumbo, everything that I put in my gumbo is from the Gulf Coast. All my shrimp are from the Gulf Coast. All my crawfish are from Louisiana. My crab meat and my oysters, everything that I can get from the Gulf Coast, I get from the Gulf Coast. I have a truck once a week that brings my seafood to me, and I, I, I take my shrimp peelings and I make my stock. And I mean, it's just every level of the gumbo, the fresher, the better. And I love that's it. That's just one thing I, I, I just live by. You know, you think you, you think you go to coastal areas and you go to Seattle. My sister lives there, and and uh, you know, it's Dungeness crab and it's it's salmon, and you go to the East Coast up there and fresh lobster, uh, white cod up in Boston and in Portland, Maine, and I love hearing that you rely on local. Do you feel like besides being fresh, you grew up? a catfish farmer's son, right? You grew up a farmer's kid, and you worked on the farm. Right. Do you feel like Absolutely. that that sort of added to 
your dedication, sort of loyalty to the region when it comes to your cooking? Besides the main reason for everything, obviously, you want it to be as fresh as possible. And you don't want it to be like you're always thawing out frozen food from some other galaxy or planet. It sounds like there's a major allegiance to your dishes, correct? Well, absolutely. I grew up eating fresh food. My, my grandfather was a rice farmer. My dad was a catfish farmer. I mean, I grew up around farmers, and we, I mean, that was back before farm-to-table, but we were doing farm-to-table back before it was cool. Mm. You know, we had sun, we had we had lunch at my grandmother's house every day, and everything was prepared fresh and gives you an appreciation for good food. And, and even today, I, I, I just won't, I won't touch anything but farm-raised catfish that's farmed right here in the Delta. I, I try to instill that in the people around me that if the, the fresher the better. That brings up one question, and we're gonna—we're not getting political at all, but it is something that I always sort of think about when I'm at the store. Um, my buddy Danny Oberly, I think you know the Oberlys, you know Sharice and and Danny. They, you know, he's a catfish biologist in Stoneville for many, many, many years. We grew up together, mm-hmm. and he always talked about how you know his job is to try to make the fish as nutritional and tasty as it possibly can be along comes when in the heyday in the catfish days when you were growing up as a kid right it was a it was rolling and the mississippi delta became infamous globally with catfish and then all of a sudden there were these opportunities from overseas and you'd get you know from either vietnam or wherever right and it didn't taste anything like it. i mean by accident i think i bought it thought what is this was that sort of part of the demise, um, not just competition, but because they could make it so much cheaper because they're not paying labor? Or you, you know what I'm saying? Did we sort of give give the farm away, so to speak? But basically, but you know, it was the perfect storm at the time because at the same time, you you know, when I I had a little small farm, I was doing my little thing, and you know, when I got into it, we were paying you know a hundred and forty dollars a ton for catfish feed, and then all of a sudden, biodiesel hit the hit the market, and then all of a sudden, corn starts to skyrocket, and then all of a sudden, you're paying three hundred and four hundred dollars a ton for feed, and then the yeah. the Vietnamese catfish comes on on hand, and for the the Asian fish and it uh, dropped the price of our catfish from 80, 90 cents a pound to uh, you know, 35, 40 cents a pound. And mm. it was that perfect storm of you couldn't afford to feed your fish and now you're not getting any money for them. And uh, my dad saw that perfect storm coming and that's when he started pushing me into saying, yeah, you need to find something else to do. And uh, well, I fell back on the one thing I knew how to do and that was cooking. I didn't know how to cook in a restaurant. I just kind of got thrown into that so and then it paid off handsomely well we're going to talk about the inspiration and you growing up because your story does sound a little bit like mine and falling in love with what you're doing now and we we both blessed to be able to not only be in the arts but being something that matters to us so much and and have folks that said hey go do that because that's what you're born to do i'm with chef chris grant nola restaurant in indianola if you hadn't been you got to go, and then you got to go again, and you got to go again. You go to visit Mississippi.org to check out what you're going to do this weekend besides go see Chef Chris. We'll be right back.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. 30% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 80 degrees. Tonight, rain likely low around 64. Your Saturday, a 60% chance of rain, high near 71. And for your Sunday, sunny conditions, high near 58. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. If you're about to start a project or remodel with wood, you need to think Miller Lumber in Richland. Since 1953, we've built a solid reputation of supplying quality wood at a lower price, like Western Red Cedar and Cypress Lumber, as well as a wide variety of patterns in pine, cedar, and cypress. Shop Miller Lumber for the best price new pine flooring and treated lumber in town. Miller Lumber, 551 Old Highway 49 South in Richland. Visit MillerLumberSales.com, 601-936-7099. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. I'll never forget when I was a child the excitement I used to feel on Christmas morning when I saw that new rifle or shotgun under the tree. I hope you'll come by and see us and let our friendly staff help you pick out a little excitement for that special person on your list. I have to tell you, though, I got the wrong kind of excitement last week. I took off a few days to go hunting, and while I was gone, my wife and daughter came in and decorated the store for Christmas. Bows and ribbons everywhere. They even dressed up my dadgum black bear mount like Santa Claus. Women. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As we do roll down a Mississippi Minute, I love it when my uh, partner in crime on the radio today is Chef Chris Grant. He is probably about 30 miles from me east uh, down Highway 82. And uh, he has made gumbo, and I have gotten a little worked up. I don't know what I'm going to do this weekend. I got we got games coming on. We got things to do. So, so I'm definitely uh, I'm worked up food wise, and my appetite is as high as it can possibly be. Uh, it's at 11 on a scale of one to 10. You got to check his restaurant 
out in NOLA, in Indianola, Mississippi. Uh, you can stop by the B.B. King Blues Museum. That's what we're talking about when you go to visit Mississippi.org. So many wonderful things do. Go down the highway, Jim Henson Blue, uh, the Jim Henson Museum. The uh, We can go to Clarksdale for the Delta Blues Museum. You can go to the Grammy Museum in Cleveland. It never ends. But in Indianola, you've got NOLA and B.B. King's and Club Ebony. That's all you need. Chef Chris, take me back to growing up. Did you ever imagine or dream that this is what you would be doing all these years later from that little kid that was 11 years old uh, cooking with your folks? Absolutely not, but I've always had a passion for cooking. I I remember my dad taking me into the uh, kitchen when I was probably 10, 11, 12, somewhere in there, and he taught me how to scramble eggs and cook bacon. Hmm. And that was uh, that was my foundation right there. And then he, he's like, all right, you, you got to learn how to cook a steak, too. I mean, so he took me outside, taught me how to fire up a charcoal grill and put a steak on and, and cook it at that perfect medium rare temperature. And, oh, man, it, it was on at this point. Now I was looking for any excuse to cook. And we, I joined Boy Scouts just like most kids. That always gave us an opportunity to cook and just love being in nature love cooking over an open fire just mm. love it anytime i can get an opportunity now to go outside and cook I- i'm gonna take it every time every time love cooking outdoors and uh it's just it's always just been something i just absolutely love i love to feed people i look for any excuse growing up even in my teenage years to feed as many people as I could. If, I, if I'm going to have a get-together, then, buddy, I'm headed to, uh, to the store. I want as much meat as I can get. I love it. I want to fire that grill up, and I want to feed the masses. It's always been something I love. Never thought I would do it professionally, but it was something that I loved, and uh, I'm glad it really worked out the way it What did. were you like, uh, sorry, what were you like as a late teenager? I mean, did you go to college? Did you go to uh, school for a while? Did you just come back and farm? Uh, you and I, I don't think we've had this discussion before. Until now, yeah, you know, I, I went to I went to I went to college for a couple semesters, and I, I, I really wasn't a good college student. I, I was more worried about partying and all that. And my dad finally like, either you're going to come home and farm, or you're you're going to go to college and get a degree. And I said, all right, I'm leaving college tomorrow. I'm headed home. So I came on home, and I was like, well, I'm going to be a catfish farmer. So we went to the bank, got a loan, rented out some catfish ponds, and I, I said, that's what I'm going to do. And uh, that was. Uh, that was uh, what I thought, but it, it just did not pan out that way. The good Lord puts you where the good Lord's going to put you. And uh, I always told everybody growing up, I'm a big catfish farmer growing up. And that's just not what, uh, that's not what God had planned for me. Yeah, yeah. And I praise him for that. Sure. He's, uh, He's got to be looking down at us sometimes just going like shaking his head. Like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know, do I, do I really have to go and uh, you're at this crossroad. How hard is it for you to find out? what the passion that I've given you. A lot of people haven't experienced. It blows my mind sometimes. And I know everybody can't follow their passion, you know, but man, it's the most beautiful thing in the world to wake up and go to work at something you love to do. And you love to cook. I love to write songs and play music. And, and I know that life can sure get in the way. And I know one thing that I've been blessed and I've been very fortunate I mean, I know you feel fortunate as well. When do you meet Allison along the way? Well, we both grew up in Bellazona. She was a little, she was a couple grades above me, so I mean, we were always around each other, and uh, you know, we we were friends in our early twenty in, in our early twenties, and uh, you know, life has a way of spreading you out and, and doing its thing. So she kind of went one way, and I went another way, and ultimately, uh, four or five years ago, we 
she walked into my restaurant and I walked up to her and we started chit chatting and <laughs> next thing I know we were, you know, meeting up later to have a little conversation and maybe have a libation and um it wasn't soon after that we were dating and uh it wasn't wasn't too long I was just could not be without her and I was like, This is the one that God intended me for and yeah. I was like, All right, let's do this. So it was uh and two kids, Marley and Callie. That's right. Uh, it's the right. best best thing being on the other side of it. Always, my listeners are going to go here he goes again. But I really wasn't focused on my craft until I had the kid, our kids, uh, the third, our third child. Really, I mean, I was focused from child one. But we had a dog, Mister Simon, and we thought, how are we going to love a child as much as we love <laughs> this dachshund that sleeps sideways between us in our bed? You know what I mean? That growls if you had to move. How are we going to? There can't be any more love that we could give, and it was just, you know, it was amazing. <laughs> Obviously, there was, but um, um, you think about your kids and stuff, and you go to work for them every day, and like you said, the glory of God and all that. So you've got. You just got it figured out. A lot of people go through an entire life and never figure that out. Kudos to you for getting that right. Let's go back to your mom. And you've got this love of sort of Cajun cooking, I guess, is what we can say, right? In, in a way. Seems like a, a big influence for you. Where'd your mom grow up? Well, she grew up here in Belzona. She was uh, she was the fourth child in a, in a Cajun family. She was the only one born in Mississippi. All her brothers and, and, and sisters and uh, my grandfather came. He was born in Brobridge, Louisiana. He moved out to Fort Arthur, Texas for a while. Ultimately, ended up in Belzona, Mississippi, and started farming rice. And that that whole that whole family right there. We we spent a lot of time living uh, growing up when we were we'd go down to Crowley, where our family is now, and we just going down there and being with all those Cajuns. Man, the the food was just so good and uh mama would make etouffees and gumbos mm. we, we were that family that had gumbo for christmas i, I just remember I, I remember having more gumbo for christmas than turkey <laughs> love and it. uh and I, love uh, it. I was still to this day I, i'd much rather have gumbo on christmas day than, than anything my wife and i were thinking the other day because we have some we have some of our ethnic traditions as well, and the kids love it, like the stuffed squash and the grape leaves and all that that go with Christmas. And they said it won't be the same, you know, even at Thanksgiving, we have to do a certain amount of that. But um, we were messing around the other day, and we we had a uh, – I wanted to run this by you. It was quinoa. So we had quinoa, and, it, and the bottom of it sort of got crusty. And so we started thinking, you know, you could, I wonder if you can make a stuffing, a dressing with quinoa. And first of all, I was thinking, why would we? You know, we're trying to be healthy, you know. <laughs> so that would be the answer. Okay, enough of that. Nobody wants to hear that. I like regular dressing. All right, let's talk about your journey all the way to where you are now. And how do you end up in Indianola at NOLA? Well, when I think when my dad kind of saw this, the, the catfish farming business kind of going out the, out the, how things were going, he, uh, he was uh, sitting in a bar one night in a, in a restaurant, and the lady was like, oh, I, I need somebody that can cook a steak. And, of course, my dad volunteered me. He was like, oh, well, my son can cook a steak. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. He, he kind of inadvertently got me into this business. And I, I worked at a restaurant. So the lady called me. I worked at a restaurant for about a month. I was like, I, I don't know. It's kind of out of my comfort zone. And I worked there for a month, and, I, and then I quit. And I was like, well, I'm going to just go back to catfish farming. And a buddy of mine, Trey Pierce from uh, Indianola, uh, love him, God rest his soul. Got me really is the one that got me into this business. He calls me up and he's working at a restaurant in Greenville, and he says, "Hey, buddy, I, I need help." 
we, we, we're, we're short staffed. I need a hand. I said, well, yeah, come on. I'll, I'll, I'll come on. So that was February of 2001. Was that Fermos back then? It was. It was. It was when it was in the, in the, in the, in the hotel over there at yeah, 182. Sure. Sure. Right. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he didn't want me to cook. He, he wanted me to wash dishes. And so when I walked in the door, they handed me a dish rag and pointed me towards the dishwasher. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess. I guess this is what I'm doing. So uh, shortly after that, I, you know, watching them over there on the line cooking, I was like, we got slow one night, and they were over there taking a break. So I jumped on the line and just started throwing throwing pasta out the window, basically just plating up dishes and feeding folks. And they looked at me, and they're like, where did you get this from? I was like, well, I've been watching y'all. And uh, so they moved me on up to cook, and I became a cook and moved on up the ranks, and shortly started kind of managing the kitchen. And so I worked at Fermo's till about 2007, when I left there at the end of 2007 and went to Cleveland in 2008, worked in uh, at the warehouse in Cleveland until about 2010 when Chuck McCarty called me in 2010 and said, come on, I need you over here in Indianola. And he kind of gave me a deal I couldn't pass up, which is buying this restaurant. He said, I'm on my way out the door. I, I need somebody that can come in and take over and buy me out. And I said, well, I said, I think, uh, I think I'm your huckleberry. Let's, let's do this. So... Uh, we uh, <laughs> don't don't we, start uh, don't start going tombstone on me right now. <laughs> Man, everybody loves tombstone. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> but uh, you know, and um, I came there in 2010, and around 2015, he said, "All right, write me a check, and I'm out the door." So we we did what we had to do, and we we paid him up, and we we walked in. He gave us the keys, and we've been trying to do our best ever since. Go to visit Mississippi.org. Check out what you're going to do this weekend besides go see Chef Chris. We'll be right back. Hey folks, I'm Steve Azar and this is pretty cool. The Interactive Teller Machine, or ITM, is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face -face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to GBT online.com guarantee bank member fdic this is allison callaway since 1954 callaways has been family owned and operated we are located in gluckstadt south of germantown high callaways has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees shrubs fall color plants soils and mulches Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. 
Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. TrustCare. Feel better, faster. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. A Complete Flag Source is proud to announce that Mississippi has a new state flag. We are taking orders now for all sizes of the newly designed State of Mississippi flag. Flags are in production and soon you can be flying one at your home, school, or business. Place your order by emailing at sales at completeflags.com, calling our store at 601-362-9333, or finding us on the web at completeflags.com. Have you paid a visit to our store? A Complete Flag Source is located at 5295 I-55 North Jackson. Too far to visit? Give us a call at 601-362-9333 with your order or questions. Thank you for shopping local and supporting a Mississippi-owned business. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Severe weather is expected tonight into Saturday. The National Weather Service says the greatest area of concern will be in the Delta. Tornadoes and damaging winds will be the primary concern. As a cold front moves through the region, these storms will track south and east tonight through Saturday morning. $1.8 billion in federal funding has been allocated to Mississippi, with $900 million going to cities and counties. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman says it'll probably be doled out through an application process. One thing being considered is a state match. I've met with supervisors all over Mississippi and, and uh, Municipal League and all these others and told them, look, y'all save your money that you got from the federal government. Y'all got $900 million, we got $1.8 billion. We'll match whatever money you put in the ground. And by that, I mean goes into water, sewer, and, and broadband. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett. Trustmark checking fits you to a T. Use the My Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your truck to a tent. Make mobile payments at retailers from Tampa to Tacoma. And with new Plus checking, you'll even get discounts on trips. Trip? Oh, hey, you stole my line. You need Plus checking. It has identity theft protection, too. Don't stop about Trustmark. People you trust. Advice that works. Member FDIC. As a farmer, I... I grow U.S. from a farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. Mm. 
When it comes to the outdoors, we are one. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the great outdoors. So let's talk about it. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews. Mondays starting at noon here on Super Talk Mississippi. Presented by the Foundation Protecting Our Outdoors Heritage. Listen or watch the show anywhere you get Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. We roll down a Mississippi Minute. Thanks for tuning in, Chef Chris Grant of NOLA. Our friend David Abney from Greenwood, Mississippi. I asked him, how do you become the CEO of UPS? And he says, you start by loading boxes on trucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. so you did that. You came and you washed dishes. You didn't. It's what you do. It's important, I think, when you end up owning a restaurant and you're going to serve and serve and feed people like you do. When you're looking at everybody you're talking to. There's going to be a greater respect knowing that the guy or girl that's washing the dishes knows that you did it once. You know what I mean? It's like that's so important. Knows that you greeted somebody, knows that you waited on somebody, knows that you cooked, knows that you know what I mean? So I think it becomes pretty essential that all of your team sees that in you. They respect that, and uh, you, you can't argue with that, you know? Also, something I've been wanting to ask you, when you took over the restaurant, did things change a little bit as far as the menu i guess did you shake it up a little bit well a little bit um my, my thing is, is if, it's, if it's broke don't fix it and sure. we had a good clientele to start off with and I, I i walked in the door i didn't change a single thing now i did want to start catering the the menu and the restaurant towards my my my, my cooking styles which i was already the head chef anyway but you know, I, I would change a little bit here and there to the point where it really wasn't even that noticeable. With You know, when, when COVID hit last year, I kind of had to look at the menu and say, well, you know, what's working and what's not working? Because we got to adapt and overcome. Yeah. And uh, so we, we kind of changed a few things up when that when that happened. But other than that, we, we pretty much kept it kept it spot on. I mean, we didn't change anything walking in the door. And with each menu change, we may add something or take something away if it's not working. But ultimately, the recipes never changed. Um, now, having a, a you know working in an Italian restaurant for seven or eight years, I did kind of want to do my own sauces, kind of the way I wanted to do them. So mm-hmm. I did change up a little bit of the sauces, but I, but hopefully for the better. Didn't have any complaints out of them. So, but ultimately, we we just it's working. The formula's working, and we're just going to keep it the same way. I'm talking to Chef Chris Grant, proprietor, I can say that, owner, maestro behind in, uh, behind Indianola's NOLA. So you got to check it out. You guys take the family, go out for a great meal with friends. Uh, great cocktails, too, by the way, just FYI. And I love bringing my designated driver because I know I'm going to have a great cocktail there. That's important. So anyway, the and the vibe is the the vibe is spectacular. Let's talk a little bit about Indianola for a second, and then I want to revert back to COVID because you bring up a point. I love finding out the silver line. You talk about having to pivot a little bit and reset a little bit and rethink uh, to adapt. Has the adaptation stayed? That's one question, and something you feel like maybe is for the better now and that sticks that you won't go back to and also tell me about the town of indianola from your perspective 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, the biggest thing with Indianola, it was, it was the support that I got out of COVID. And people were walking in my door like, hey, what, what do we need to do to help you stay open? We don't want to lose our restaurant. Because to the people around here, this isn't my restaurant. This is this is our restaurant. This is Indianola's restaurant. And, and I love that. And, and, and people were walking in the door saying, let me buy some gift cards or let me just do whatever I can to support you. Wow. And... Uh, it was just overwhelming people walking in the door just showing their love it's uh it's been great and as far as we we did change the menu down a little bit just to just to save them and we we didn't really add anything back but we did bring back some of those specials here and there and put them on the board we did the seafood all gratin which we took that off because it was kind of an expensive dish to make and it's a lot of seafood so we had to look and see what we were what was what was costing us too much money, and we kind of backed down on some stuff. And but we'll throw it up there on the special board here and there. Um, I like to be able to feed everybody. I, I don't want a menu that's just catered to one one group of folks that have a lot of money. I, I like to I do hamburgers and I do soups and salads, and I try to do a spectrum to be able to take care of everybody that's that, that can walk in the door. Right. I've definitely noticed that about your menu. Your menu's very extensive. It's awesome. Got a great menu. And the crusty big piece of fish, I believe it is flounder. And my mouth is starting to water right now. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, flounder. Yeah. Flounder. Insane good. You got Insane it. Insane good. Well, that, that, that goes back to that weekly seafood truck that we get from the coast each week. We get our flounder brought in, our shrimp, our oysters, all that's brought in. Uh, the flounder, I, mean, I got folks that are driving from Madison to come down here just to eat that flounder. Mm. And uh, boy, you better have it because when they drove, when they're driven two hours to come to get some flounder, you better have it. So we, <laughs> <I love> uh, it. <laughs> that breading is so it. light and uh, so perfectly seasoned. And I get the butter uh, on the side to keep my girlish figure. You know, and I have to do that. You know, and uh, I just like to do it that way. But man, mm, mm, mm. hey, so what's the deal with scoring fish? Uh, you do it with your flounder and. Uh, I like grabbing my fork and just taking a little section out at a time. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of got two purposes. So when you score that skin, you don't have to worry about the, the, the fish. So when, when you start cooking that fish, that skin, if you don't score it, the skin will start getting tight, and it'll make the make the flounder kind of start to bow up a little bit. And then when you put it on the plate, you got a, a fish that's all wonky looking. So, you know, that that's to avoid that. But but then also that flounder's kind of thick, so when you're when, – you know, we just kind of flour it, season it, throw it into a, a cast iron skillet and uh, cook it in a little bit of olive oil. So, you know, you want to get down to that middle of the fish and have it cooked all the way through. So you're, you're scoring it to cook it all the way through, plus you're keeping that, get that skin nice and crusty and, you know, it just makes all the elements work together for good. So it's, uh, you know, it's got a dual purpose. Talking Chef Chris Grant Nola in Indianola. With you as a dad... You're about to get to a point. You have a seven and a nine year old right now, and as they start to get a little older, we're talking games on the road, baby. We're talking about all these activities and passions that they have, and worrying maybe that you'll miss a lot of that because you are joined at the hip with your restaurant as well as being married to your wife and and your well, family. It's going to be the same way as you, but I'm going to be missing their stuff from right here, and I know that's going to be a part of what's going on, but. Um 
so my, my kids' uh, mom, she's really good with letting me have the kids anytime I want them. I, I don't, have, I don't ever, you know, want for them. I mean, they, they're growing up in this restaurant. She brings them over here all the time. They come to see me. But there's going to be times when when Callie has a, a dance recital on a Friday night at six o'clock right here in town, and I'm going to be completely packed out with people, and I'm just going to. It's already happened once or twice, and I'm just going to have to say, baby, you know, part of the job. And yeah. she's, she's, she's very understanding. She's a very smart little nine-year-old. And But it's going to be uh, – I'm going to be, a, to an extent, an absentee father in, in some events right here in town. But there, there, there's going to be times I get to go see stuff. So ultimately, they're growing up in this restaurant, and, and I don't I don't have to miss them too much because I, I get them all the time. I love it. I love that. Uh, we, we try to make it up, you know, in other ways. We just took them to Monroe, Louisiana here recently. My son wanted to see Duck Dynasty folks. And, you know, so we try to find other ways to incorporate things outside of their daily activities. Well, I can tell you this. There's something magical about having your kids at work with you. Well, I used to take one or two on the bus at a time, right? Uh, and they'd be on the, in our back. I had this back quarters, and we'd have the game stations, you know, the PlayStation set up, and they'd bring books and da da da. Anyway, anyway, we were like, we'd roll out the couch, turned into a king size bed, and we were in our own little world back there. But they, I'm telling you, just absolutely, were bouncing off the walls. It was so good just to have them. I was in between them, and they'd just be, you know, they were little, you know, they were, they were from like, I guess, four to to 10 man they'd cuddle up at night because we'd had the bus would be freezing like we made it freezing for a lot of reasons because we didn't want anything to grow no bacteria to grow either but you literally blew smoke out your mouth even in the in, in the summer i mean we had that thing at, at 55 degrees you had to wear coats on there but uh man just the best feeling of having your kid at seeing what you do and then they'd one of them would sell merch and he'd ask for a raise eventually uh and we were going like a raise i'll never forget it my merch guy peanut would come out and he goes Hey, we got to talk. I said, what? He goes, Adrian, who's in med school now, he's always a smart kid. He goes, um, he said that he feels like he's being underpaid. And I said, well, he's eight years old. How does he even know what that means? And he goes, well, he wants to raise. And I said, well, how much does he want? And he goes, 20 more dollars. I said, 20? What? So anyway, the point is, he kind of, and I go, Adrian, I said, what do you, he goes, well, dad, I'm worth it. And so I said, okay, we'll give you a $20 raise. So anyway, the point was, I just love that. But now with technology, you got, I mean, you can be watching it while it's going down while you're cooking and stirring gumbo. You know, you get FaceTime and, and Zooming and, you know, all this stuff. It's insane. I mean, I'm making records via Zoom now as good as I can make them being there in Nashville. So technology is going to allow you to still be with your children. But, um, yeah, that's sort of the journey that you're on that I was on for many years, and uh, you sure learned to appreciate it, and so do they. You get to play DJ right now. We are in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Visit Mississippi.org is it. Chef Chris Grant is with me, NOLA, and India NOLA. That works out good. Um, let's talk about, would you like to hear into the break as we are the birthplace of American music? Let's think B.B. King or Albert King. Let's keep it regional and local. Oh, let's go. Let's go, B.B. B.B., you got it. We'll be right back here in a Mississippi Minute with Chef Chris Grant of Steve A. Hey folks, I'm Steve Azar and this is pretty cool. The interactive teller machine, or ITM, 
is Guarantee Bank's latest and greatest way to serve us customers more effectively and conveniently. ITMs provide personal face-to-face interaction with a live bank teller without having to leave the comfort and safety of your car. You can conduct almost any transaction as you would inside, including deposits, withdrawals, check cashing, account transfers, and even loan payment. Give the new ITM system at Guarantee Bank a try. And as always, thank you for trusting Guarantee Bank with all your banking needs. For more information, go to gbtonline.com. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC. Mississippi's healthcare system has experienced many challenges during the COVID pandemic, like the critical shortage of paramedics statewide. Here's Clyde DeChamp, EMS board representative to the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance. All of us at the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance recognize the impact that paramedics have in the early stabilization of medical emergencies. There's an urgent need for paramedics statewide and community colleges throughout Mississippi offer excellent paramedic training programs. If you want to be in a profession that offers the immediate satisfaction of helping people in critical situations, I urge you to consider becoming a paramedic. It's a dynamic, highly valued job, and as a paramedic, you could join the ranks of Mississippi's healthcare heroes, making a difference on the front lines of emergency care. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to visit mshealthcarealliance.org for a complete listing of community colleges that offer paramedic training. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. New Chevrolets, great pre-owned vehicles, an excellent fleet department, all backed by an award-winning service department. That's Rogers Dab Chevrolet, Crossgates Brandon, or RogersDabs.com. This is Representative Jill Ford wishing you and your family a very Merry Christmas. As you are out and about searching for that perfect gift, please be mindful to shop local. Even if you need to buy online, buy from a small business right here at home. And let's remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck, Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. Les England for Clark's Construction. The kind of work that Jerry's done for me includes you know, minor repairs like rotting wood, remodeling uh, the master bath, uh, putting new French doors on the back of the house. He understands what he's doing, and he usually points out you know, why I've had problems and not only how to fix it, but how to fix it so the problem doesn't recur. I think Jerry's trustworthiness is beyond reproach. Call 601-214-9463. Clark's Construction, a company you can trust. Before the action begins, make sure your bets are in. Every hit. This ball is crushed. Every point. Who are they giving to? Touchdown! 
Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino revolutionizes the fan experience. On your phone, casino kiosk, at the timeout lounge. Don't just be a fan, be a player, be a winner. Get to Sportsbook at Golden Moon Casino. We're not just fans, we're here to play. This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance or find a local agent at msfdins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. As we roll down a Mississippi Minute, thanks for tuning in. Chef Chris Grant of NOLA, an India NOLA restaurant. you got to check it out. Worth the road trip. Get the flounder. Say I sent you. Or maybe don't do that. You don't have to do that because you'll forget about that. But but more importantly, you'll walk out with an incredible, incredible, small-town, uh, big-city restaurant right there. That's what it is. I mean, it's as good as it gets, fresh as it gets. Uh, you're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. That's beautiful. That's for sure. And visit Mississippi.org is a whole lot of what I'm talking about today. Our great restaurants across the state. And uh, Chris obviously grew up appreciating local uh, that those flavors, especially growing up in the catfish industry, the rice industry, the importance of farm to table, and that's what his restaurant is all about, and that's what he's all about. A man of great faith, Chris. Where was like, as far as like um, mentors in the world, in your world, right? Uh, I'm seeing that you have a, a good friend, Chef Trace. Big part of your culinary journey. Tell me about that. Absolutely. So when I when I first really started getting really serious into into expanding my culinary knowledge, of course, first thing you do is uh, you start getting online. Well, I got on Twitter, and of course, I started talking to all these chefs online, and you know that was kind of cool. And you know, Twitter was new to me, and I started talking to Chef Trace on Twitter, and uh, all of a sudden, I don't know. Four or five months after we became friends on Twitter and would banter back and forth, well, she sends me a private message. She says, hey, would you be interested in coming out to California and doing an event? And I was like, well, you know, yeah, absolutely. So I, I get on the phone with her. We talk it over. She says, uh, I want to do this uh, charity event where we're going to we're gonna bring 10 chefs together from all over the United States. We're going to do a competition, a friendly competition. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm just this nobody from Mississippi, but I'll do it. Yeah. So I came on and we... Oh, you're somebody if you're from hey chef you're somebody if you're from mississippi but keep going i'm sorry about that so thank you but uh so i went out there and I, I was kind of intimidating i was around these chefs from dc and uh san francisco and i mean i was around some heavy hitters and i was thinking well okay i'll give it a go so uh we did the competition i did a i did a dish that i had just come up with it was a crawfish creme brulee it was a savory creme brulee oh, wow. and I, I was thinking okay well i'll give it a shot so i did the crawfish creme brulee and uh, I, I was over there having a couple of libations with, when they were announcing everything. I didn't think anything of it. And when they announced the winner, they were like, Chris Grant. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> it kind of took me by surprise. So 
took home the gold in that, and after that, we everybody left, and it was just me and her out there, and we, we ended up, she took me on a tour of all over San Francisco, up in the Redwoods, up through Northern California, and I get home, and me and her become best friends. We, we talked every day on the phone, and, and she's really somebody good to bounce, bounce off of, so when I got a question, and, and it, I run into something that I, I just, I'm outside of my expertise, I call her, and she's like, all right, well, this is, she is. She's got, she speaks five languages and has wow. three degrees and went yeah. to culinary school in France and Italy, and she's from England, and so, I mean, she's pretty impressive herself. She was kind of intimidating to be around at first, but now she's kind of my best friend and, and all that, but she just opened a restaurant out in California called Southern Magnolia Kitchen, and her restaurant is based off of Mississippi food. That's like the music business, all the great music genres in the world came influenced off of Mississippi music and the Delta and our soul. See what you've done? So does Chef Trace ever make her way down to uh, our part of the world, down here in the Delta? Oh, she comes all the time. She, uh, When me and Allison got married, uh, all of a sudden, the day before my wedding, she just pops in the door <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm here to, I'm here to make your your groom's cake. So she flew in California and made my groom's cake. She comes about once a year. And um, her coming down here is really what inspired her, her restaurant to the point where when she first came down here, I said, let's go get some gas station fried chicken. Mm. And she was like, do what? And I said, <laughs> yeah, said, this is the best fried chicken you're going to get down here. We're going to go to this gas station and get some fried chicken. So she kind of... That was the one of the main things she wanted to put on her menu was gas station fried chicken. So, <laughs> I love it. Uh, we, 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 we gave her some influences down here. Hey, uh, Chef Chris Grant, NOLA, in Indianola Restaurant. Hey, uh, my brother and I can't tell you the times growing up, back when I used to play the Junction or GTL or Tominello's or all throughout the Delta, Thunderbirds, all the play, uh, Abby T's, whatever it was I played as a kid, right? It ended, the night ended with gas station fried chicken. I can promise you that. And we'd put it in a sack well they would they would we'd ask them for extra brown sack and we'd get a bottle of hot sauce and we'd whatever hot sauce they had and we would throw it in there and we shake it up and then we'd eat it on the way home i mean we were a mess you know (laughs) it's like you didn't have enough napkins you already sweat for four hours or at least i did because of playing playing all that back in the day you played for four hours basically well i guess you had 15 minute breaks but I'm going to tell you right now, as that night started to end, all I could think about was gas station fried chicken. I'm telling you. That's it. We got it. I don't know. God, I'm hungry right now. I'm hungry. I'm coming to see you. I'm getting hungry myself. I know. I know. Well, I'm coming to see you soon, and um, I can't thank you enough for spending a Mississippi Minute with me. Folks, if you are traveling, uh, if you're, uh, I don't care where you are, you're listening to this show and podcast, you're all over. So you got to make the trip to the Mississippi Delta. And you got to come to Indianola, and you got to meet Chef Chris Grant. You may see his kids there, and that's a cool thing. Or his wife, Allison. Uh, he loves what he does, obviously, and his restaurant is stellar, and it would hold up in any city in the world. You could put it right smack dab in Manhattan, and it would be a stud. Nola Restaurant in Indianola. You're in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, and now you're not with Chef Chris Grant. Please go check it out. Go to visitmississippi.org to check out that. That's what we're talking about today. I'm just telling you, it's a wrap. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.